I don't think being retired is the absence of working. I think it's the absence of needing to work. If you're financially independent and you happen to be 42, you can be retired if you want to. It's not just age. Age literally is a number. And the only reason we quantify and use age as a number is because of this outdated idea that retirement is your last act and that you quit when you're 62 or 65 or 70 or whatever age. Why? Why quit? If you're, if you're able and healthy and having fun, why would you ever walk away from something you love? Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up reading a book, Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. everybody. Thanks for joining me in another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really happy to have Eric Brotman with me. He's the CEO of BFG Financial Advisors, and he's the author of Don't Retire, Graduate. Eric, thanks for joining me today. Jackie, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to hear about um, your take on retirement, because I, I think it's it's kind of mirroring what I'm saying to people, that you know, there's another phase after you retire. Um, I, I like to say that we don't retire from something so much as we're retiring to something and it's a, you know, it's a transition. How did you uh, come up with that sort of focus for your business and for your, uh, your message? You know, it, it's, it, it was an organic thing. I've been doing this almost 30 years and have helped lots of people retire over those years. Um, and I have watched the difference between a truly successful engaging, enthusiastic retirement, and one that is more of a disappearing act, a retreat, a surrender. And, um, and so I, I thought I would take some of the, the lessons that I had learned over the years, watching people, uh, I think, with varying degrees of success in doing this, and put together uh, a blueprint to reach financial independence, but uh, to also then redefine what it means to be retired, because I, I don't think being retired is the absence of working. I think it's the absence of needing to work. Right. If you're financially independent and you happen to be 42, you can be retired if you want to. But, you know, I've, I've heard you say on your show that there's just not enough golf courses that you could play that and feel enthusiastic for 30 years. No. And, and it's not just that. I mean, you know, if you're doomed to daytime TV and shuffleboard, you're, you're in <laughs> for it. So I, I think it's really time to, to think about um, this as a milestone. You know, so many cultures around the world revere elders. Why do we put ours out to pasture? They still have more wisdom than we know what to do with, right? Why not take um, all of that wisdom and all of that experience and continue to use it for the greater good and to make a difference? And whether that's for money or not is hopefully completely up to you whether you need it or not. If you don't need it and you happen to have an abundance mentality, that's great. But if you don't, you know, if you, if you don't wind up doing something that's for income, that's fine. Just stay involved, have a purpose, have a reason to get out of bed in the morning, or you will stop getting out of bed in the morning. That happens a lot. I think to a lot of people, they just, they, they run out of things to do and then they don't see any point anymore. 
that's a terrible way to spend the last third of your life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a third of your life. Why would you, why would you spend it idle? So do you have very many of your clients that come to you and they're shocked by this kind of mentality that they were just expecting that you were going to help them re, you know, figure out how to retire and that would just be the end and they just kind of glow off into a, you know, a blaze of glory kind of? I don't think they're shocked because I think our messaging has been pretty um, consistent for many, many years. So I think people who, who, um, who are attracted to work with us and our team already have a sense as to why. I mean, so much of the math, so much of the quantifiable thing, uh, the quantifiable steps, so many of them that are involved in the financial planning process or investment management or insurance or tax or any of the, the quantifiable or, or mechanical things there, those, they're, they're commodities. You can get them anywhere. A computer program can, can find an algorithm to put your portfolio together. Right. That doesn't require human interaction. There's no behavioral psychology in that. There's no... Um, there's no understanding. And just because you happen to be X years old does not mean you should be in some specific pot for people who are X years old. There's lots of, lots of variations. There are people who are 65 and running marathons and people who are 45 and not fit. There are people who are 50 and have five children and people who are 50 and have no children. And I assure you their financial plans are different. Of course. Neither is better than the other, but they're different. They have different priorities. If your parents are still living, um, if they're not still living, if you're married or not, or divorced, which we know has an impact financially, all of those variables, it's not just age. Age literally is a number. And the only reason we quantify and use age as a number is because of this outdated idea that retirement is your last act and that you quit when you're 62 or 65 or 70 or whatever age. Why? Why quit? If you're, if you're able and healthy and having fun, why would you ever walk away from something you love? I think that's, that's a good question. And I think part of the why people retire is because they're not doing what they love. They're doing a job that pays the bills and they can't wait to retire thinking that life is going to get better, but then they don't know how to make it better after because all they've done is what they need to do for so many years. It, it's, it's sad to me that there are people who look forward to Friday at five because they can't wait to get out of whatever they're doing all week. Yep. Um, but there's lots of folks like that. So let's talk about those folks because the fact if you're in a job, you really don't love. First of all, the millennials have figured out the side hustle but they don't own it. Millennials don't have the only uh, spot at that. Boomers and Xers are going to be just fine if we find other things to do that can help transition to other things. The other piece of this, I think, is that um, if you are on a path to financial independence, even if you're doing something you don't like, when you get to the point where you know you're going to be able to have that take this job and shove it money, which some people really look forward to that moment. (laughs) I get it. But if that's true, it's not enough to just say next Friday is my last day. You really have to spend, I believe, at least a year, if not two years or longer, building a plan for your life that is much more than just math. I mean, it's, it's one thing that, to, to hit that threshold where a paycheck is optional and another thing to have something to look forward to. And you must have something to look forward to. Yeah, I agree. I am one of those people that's picked a day on the calendar and that's going to be the last day. It's, you know, it's coming um, faster these days. Have you shared that date with your audience? <laughs> some of, some of them know. Some of them know. 
Okay, fair enough. Fair My enough. boss knows. I won't put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's very good. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to plan the things that I'm going to do afterwards. COVID's thrown a bit of a monkey wrench into it. And, you know, hopefully it'll get cleared up before uh, before we have to really plan things. But I understand what you're saying. It, it, it's important to walk away from one thing knowing you've got something else to walk to. You can't just retire to something and have nothing there. It, there's got to be a plan. That's right. And, you know, I, I look at things like LinkedIn and other professional sites. And if your profile just says retired, you're not going to be meeting new people that way. No, no one's going to say, oh, there's somebody who I really need to get to know. That person sounds interesting. <laughs> You know, I've told people, might as well say deceased. If you're just going to put retired, either cancel your profile or put deceased because no one's going to find you. It's do put something, put um, enthusiastic grandparent. If you, I mean, if that's fine, nothing wrong with that because then you'll meet other enthusiastic grandparents. Yeah. Between jobs, looking for, you know, whatever inspiration, looking for excitement, looking for bungee jumping, looking, you know, whatever. (laughs) Free agent open to enthu- to exciting opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> what anything, but just not retired. Retired in in the UK to say you're retiring means you're going to sleep. Yeah. I mean, isn't that enough to know about the English language at least that retirement is the act of sleeping? <laughs> We're going to sleep long enough after our last breath. I don't need to do it now. No, exactly. So, do you have a um, obviously not a, a set plan for everybody because everybody is different but in your in your plan to graduate rather than retire do you have a process that you go through with people to uh, to get them on the right uh, track absolutely and the the way the book was structured it was structured somewhat in a linear way almost like a like a college curriculum would be although i promise this is no textbook it's an easy <laughs> and fun read but we start with freshman year sophomore junior and senior and in freshman year, you're, think, you're figuring out things like debt. Do you have student loans? Are you, have you learned how to handle cash flow? Have you made good decisions with your employee benefits when you first get your first job? You know, all, uh, are you looking, you know, you move into sophomore year. Are you thinking about getting married or starting a family or buying a house or some of the life moments that happen along the way? And by junior year, now you're in your peak earning years. Now you have plenty of income, but no time, and you're worried about taxes, and you have different sets of, of challenges that, that you're facing. So, um, and come senior year, I believe it's, yes, it's about estate planning, and yes, it's about finding purpose, but it's also about some really big decisions people need to make and when they need to make them, um, whether it's related to a pension or government benefits or how to start income from retirement plans or other things. And every country's got its own uh, systems for that, but they're very similar uh, for the most part. And so there are trigger moments where you have eligibility for things and you have to decide when you're going to do that. And usually you can't undo it. Unlike that golf game we talked about, there's no mulligan. here. <laughs> um, and so it gets into conversations about legacy and visions and values and what you want to leave behind that means so much more than stuff. That's true. And excuse me, I was talking to someone recently about someone's purpose being to leave a legacy. And he pointed out that you can't know whether you've left a legacy or not until after you're dead. And then you don't know anyway, because the whole point of a legacy is that it's something that's after you're gone. How do you help someone plan what they're going to do, what they're going to leave as a legacy for their children or their grandchildren, knowing that they're not going to see it 
Jackie, that's about the best question anyone's ever asked me on a podcast. So thank you for asking that. Um, I think that I think that legacy and immortality, for lack of a, a better term, um, is something you do have to plan for in advance. And the way to do that, in my opinion, is leaving behind not just heirlooms, not stuff, but digital videos that tell your story and talk about how you, how you met their mother, so to speak, and how you, you know, how you, um, you, you, maybe you immigrated to, from one country to another, or maybe you started a company that now is this big organization, um, or what was it like to become a, a, a mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, or whatever it is. Um, and so we actually have a company that we've worked with and, and it's not my business, but it's a company we've worked with that does legacy videos. And I actually hired them to do one for each of my parents because my daughter, who's 11 now, lost her other grandfather, my father-in-law, when she was four and she doesn't remember him. And that's so tragic to me. First of all, he was a super guy. Second of all, um, you know, we looked for pictures when he passed. I tried to find lots of pictures for uh, to celebrate his life and he always had the camera. There weren't even decent pictures because he always had the camera. And that's something so silly that all of us should be like, aha, but we didn't think of it and it was too late. So doing, leaving behind videos, leaving behind something, it could be something philanthropic too. So for example, um, I, I don't think there's a great deal of immortality in leaving your name on a building. People do it. It's an ego play. But when I was in college, every building had its, had its name. It was named after some wealthy benefactor who left a lot of money to the school. And I knew the name of the, of the building, but I didn't know anything about the people. It didn't mean anything to me. Um, on the other hand, you can leave an endowed scholarship behind where someone is not only, you're not only going to change people's lives forever, but you'll also do it in a way that gets them to at least know who you were and a little bit about you when that happens. So, you know, we, we funded a scholarship at a local college here. That's great. Every year we help three or four kids who might otherwise drop out of school because the financial aid gap got too big and we help them stay in school. And we get letters from them. I've heard from parents. Sometimes I go to their graduations. It's awesome. And I don't have to be dead to enjoy that. That is a legacy that I'm very much alive and well and already enjoying. So I think there are things from a family standpoint, from a business standpoint, from a friend standpoint, and then from a general public standpoint that you can impact the world long beyond your time here um, if you're thoughtful about it in advance. So if you're going to be doing it in advance, um, I'm sure many of my listeners haven't been doing things like that. They haven't thought about it. How do you get started when you're, you know, you're a boomer, you're already almost at the retirement point and you should have started these things 30 years ago when you planted that tree, but you're not, you're doing it now. Um, how do you get started? I, I think if you have a financial advisor, you talk to him or her about what you want to do and how, and, and maybe you opine together about some of the things that you could do to make a difference. Um, I think if you have a charity that's near and dear to your heart, whether it's related to seniors or pets or kids, or whether it's related to the environment or whatever, or if it's religious or academic or, or medical, whatever you're passionate about. Um, and I tell the same thing to people planning to retire. If they plan to spend the next chapter of their lives working at, uh, you know, in a hospital system, taking care of healthcare for the homeless or something, whatever it is that, that they're passionate about, don't wait until you're retired to get plugged in. Get plugged in now so that when the time comes, you're already familiar with and integrated into that community 
so that you can make a real difference instead of suddenly your window shopping, trying to figure out what you want to do. Right. So if you don't have a financial advisor, quite frankly, I think you ought to get one. And I, and I, would, I say that not self-servingly because obviously there's lots of advisors all over, but even my wife and I have an advisor and it's because it's difficult, even knowing the quantitative, I, I certainly know what to do, but it's difficult to handle it yourself. It's kind of like if you're a writer, it's very tough to edit your own work. You need to hire somebody to read your work because you, your brain sees what it thinks it's supposed to be seeing, not necessarily what's yeah. there. And the same thing's true with financial planning. I'm sure people aren't doing their own dental work on themselves. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's good to have another professional. And, um, and so I think it's real important that everyone gets some, some objective fiduciary level financial advice, whether it's ongoing or whether it's occasional, it depends on the situation, but there are resources for everyone at various wealth levels. I think there's this horrible, um, there's this horrible feeling that you have to be wealthy to do financial planning. And that, that is completely untrue. Every one of us should be doing some financial planning and wealth is relative. So in the book, I quote uh, great philosophers, for example, Chris Rock, who at one point said, um, if he said, if Bill Gates woke up tomorrow with Oprah's net worth, he'd want to jump out the window. And that's funny. I think the rest of us could live just fine on what Oprah was worth, right? The, the fact is it's relative and it doesn't matter where you are. It's, it's a, a good advisor and good financial um, uh, planning begins with inventory. It starts with where are you right now? You know, you can't possibly build a path Think about it like you were taking a trip. You were going to hop in the car and go. You can't possibly build a path. Even if you know exactly where you want to be, you can't build that path until you know where you are. And so financially, it starts, the first step is figure out where you are and be transparent about it. If you're married or if you have a committed partner, the two of you should be talking about this together. Figure out if there are any uh, third rails. Let me figure out. And it's, it's usually better. It's usually better to do this with somebody in the room so that it's, you know, it's great to have marital discussions, but sometimes they can get very, very personal. Um, and sometimes it's better to have somebody in the room, not to moderate per se, and certainly not to, um, certainly not to, to force any kind of decisions, but at least to keep the peace. Because one of the things couples fight about more than anything, they fight about two things, money and kids. I'm of no help in the kids department. <laughs> I can help with the money piece. You'd probably be surprised how much help you could be with the kids too. <laughs> uh, you know, as soon as soon as I feel like I've earned that designation, I'll let you know. Right now, I'm, I'm making that up every day as I go along. Oh, I think we all are. Yeah. I had one of my kids uh, laughingly say to me the other day, why do I have to pay taxes this year? I paid taxes last year. Why don't they just leave me alone now? <laughs> oh man, you know, I, I, that's near and dear to my heart. We should, we should form a coalition for that. <laughs> <laughs> we should think about that. So your book, your book is called Don't Retire, Graduate, and it's available on Amazon. Yep, it is. Um, and uh, we're following up with a workbook that's uh, coming out the beginning part here of 2021. So by the time this show's live, it may very well be ready. If not, it'll be close. Awesome. Uh, and the workbook is a series of uh, extra credit assignments because the book, every chapter ends with extra credit. No one likes homework. There, are, There is no homework. There's no test, um, but there's extra credit assignments. And those 21 assignments, you will create your own financial plan. Nice. It doesn't necessarily require hiring someone else. 
you certainly can. And there's, there's things in the book where I encourage you to get advice. You're going to need tax advice or legal advice or real estate or mortgages or banking or insurance or all those kinds of things at times in your life. But this is a blueprint that you can start wherever you are in your life. And it's never too late. It's never too late. It's easier if you start earlier, but that doesn't mean it's impossible if you start later. And is, is the information in your book geared toward U.S. citizens or is it universal, the kind of advice that you're giving and the things that you're doing? You know, I, I, think, I, I think most of it is universal. There are certainly some exceptions to that. If we talk about how to deal with Social Security, for example, that's going to be uniquely uh, American. Or if we talk about a 401k, that's going to be a U.S. Uh, retirement plan. But I don't think the vast majority of the advice is, is purely for the American consumer. Okay, great. And you've got a few different uh, websites that people uh, can take a look at. I'll make sure that all the links are in the show notes, but is there anything that you'd like to point out about any of them? Well, BrotmanMedia.com is a place to find our podcast, which is also Don't Retire, Graduate. Um, the podcast, the book, um, workbooks, and uh, and various other resources. Um, there's a blog and so forth. Um, there's also our, our company page is BFGFA.com, and you can learn more about BFG Financial Advisors. And lastly, what I would say is financial planning is really not just for the wealthy, and we have a site at financialplanningforall.com that talks about that process. There are some free tools, tools on taxes, tools on what financial planning is and, and, and makes it more accessible to people that are free. Uh, and it also is an opportunity to schedule a call with one of our, one of our advisors. We all work together and it's just an awesome team. Awesome. And you do have a podcast too, where you uh, share all kinds of information about graduating into retirement. I think our show is, um, I, I think my show is very similar to yours and January was the beginning of our third season. So I think uh, truly we are kindred spirits. We began this at exactly the <laughs> same time. Our, our messaging is similar in that it's really redefining retirement. Yeah. It's not a disappearing act. It's a springboard. Let's do something great in the last 10, 30, 10, 20, 30 years that we have on this planet. Let's make them count and do something great. Exactly. Well, that's wonderful. Thanks very much, Eric. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Um, is there anything you'd like to share before we close things off for now? I, I think the, the one piece of advice, the one nugget, my one extra credit assignment for everybody right now is to take inventory. It's to start. Do not wait. If you wait, you will be six months or a year or three years further down the road and you will wish you had started today. So whether it's debt reduction or savings or investing or different types of planning, don't wait. And if, uh, if getting professional help, it makes a difference there. And I think usually it does find somebody you're comfortable with interview six people if you need to, before you find your right match, but, but don't wait. Awesome. That's very good advice. Thanks. Thanks very much. It's been fun, Jackie. Thank you. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late. <laughs>